This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. My name is Matt Bungard and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good everybody. I mean, people can't see us, but I think this might be the first time we've ever done this show and we're both wearing collared shirts. Yeah, well, like obviously we've done it after work a million times in the past, but this is one of the few times that, yeah, I just walked in the door and sat down. I don't know. I usually like getting changed, but it's going to be fucked. And I'm going and, yeah, yeah. straight after we do this, so I yeah. already got dressed. So, yeah, I'm, but I'm I'm very much one of those men that gets. I usually get changed at the oh, moment I walk in. Pants off clothes. the moment. Pants yeah. shoes gone, like straight away. And there's no law against it. You're in your own house. You can do whatever exactly. you want. Exactly. Any, law any, against any minute spent in my house inside jeans or chinos is a minute with waste. And currently, I'm completely, wasting completely agree. Mm. I, I, I always love people go. Oh, these jeans are so comfortable. It's like yeah, but you know what's more comfortable than the most comfortable pair of jeans? Not wearing pants. Yeah, exactly. Or like any any pair of tracksuit pant pants, yeah, or shorts, or like, yeah, you know, I don't know, yeah. but you can pretty much any other form of pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, this was comfortable. Parramatta's win over Canberra on Friday. Um, yeah, we got such a great round of finals, followed up with such an absolute dud round of finals. Yeah, we? it's weird. I thought South would win easily. I thought this game would be a bit more competitive than it was, but this was also one of those games where I think after 15 minutes, we were all kind of like, yeah, this is only going to go one way. Even yeah, when we'll Savage, yeah. basically the moment Savage got clean bowled for that second try, I was like, yeah, they're not, they're not in this. They're not coming back. Well, obviously, you know, that picks don't matter anyway, lastly, but I thought going to the Sharks game, you know, we didn't know Talakai and Holland be out by kickoff. Every I think everybody thought the South was going to win. I mean, the yeah. bookies had a favorite similar, and everyone thought the Eels were going to win this and emotionally hedged on the Raiders essentially. But most of the time, if you think the Raiders are going to win this game, it was wasn't about it was about the Eels essentially. Like the Eels' mm-hmm. best is better than the Raiders' best. Everybody knows that, but it's just that the Eels' best isn't there all the time. But we got it in this game, and it was comfortable. If you can't hang with the Eels at the start. And the Raiders didn't. It's, it's game over for you. Once they get on top, they love being on top. You know, like people say, downhill runners or skiers, but like there's not, you know, not many players that like Gutherson or Moses who love being on top as much as those guys do. They got on top early, got points early. It was over, like within 15 minutes, as you said, mate. It was over. The what well, check try really to me. So yeah, exactly if- what you said. That, that was very poor. Um, we're not going to harp on about the chance thing because that was just that's classic Ricky freezing him out halfway through the year. But I mean, might be a different game if he's back I mean, there. But also, X is part that, of the good things they did this year, though. I was going to say, different, he, yeah. but also he doesn't score that sick try that X scored ten minutes later. So who knows, mate? Like, um, you know, Chance probably should have played at some point this year. They probably should have found a role for him. But over the last few weeks, X has done good stuff for them. Absolutely. That mistake he made in that kick. People were acting like it was a funnier bounce than it was. No, it was pretty. It looked pretty routine. It was actually the ball didn't bounce up. The ball bounced as a normal, like you know, rugby balls bounce differently. The ball just stayed low. That's all it did. And and X ran in, waiting for the perfect clean up, I guess. And he'll hopefully learn from that. But obviously, not a great way to learn in that game. We did get one of those things. We spoke about it last year, waiting forever for Savage to do a yardage hit up and just catch a forward lazy and go the distance. He did it. There you go. People know it's there. We're only pulling a seat once a year, maybe. But yeah, that, that cleanup was terrible. You shouldn't be running in as he did. You know, legs wide open. You either got to attack the ball or you sit back a little, mate. And he didn't do either. He just yeah. stood, he froze. And, and then Opacek, credit to him, has had a couple of tries the last few weeks now, like just good kick chase and getting a try. But yeah, the, the Eels really dominated the first mm. exchange of that game, really physical through the middle. Like they just stayed on top from there. They like what they didn't uh, have an incomplete set for the first ten minutes, you know. And, and there yeah. was already a period in, the, in that first ten where they had the ball for like five minutes straight. And starting a final like that isn't great, but the fact that Eels also turned it into points, it was uphill sledding for the Raiders. And they legit they didn't look like scoring. Like the savage no. try happened, but then the whole night they didn't look like scoring. Yeah, I. It's a weird one, right? Because people are talking, myself included, when I wrote about it, but it was talking about how Parramatta finally got over this hurdle that they've tripped up at, you know, in what, four of the last five seasons or something. But also looking back at the games they lost, off the top of my head, Souths were one, Penrith were another, the Storm were another, and I forget the other one. But um, they were all much harder 
prospects on paper than this game. So I think if mm-hmm. they'd have lost this somehow, it would have been more disastrous than any of those previous of ones. And so for them to come out and just be as dominant as they were, and with all their spine players playing fantastically as well, I might add, then I think that's pretty pretty heartening. Yeah, I had a of all random people who, who Eels fans are because Cowboys in the Cowboys was the other one, yeah. sorry, that they lost. A, f- a friend go. Josh a friend of the show, Josh Wye, mate. I had a chat to him like a day before the game and he was just saying that his old man and his brother who are more diet Eels fans than him want Brad Arthur gone and he doesn't want him gone and he, he doesn't follow enough. And I just went on, you know, the old man. Obviously people listen to this program know I've had a complicated relationship with the Eels, but like Brad Arthur has done such a good job there. And the it would have been such a misstep to sack him if they lost this game. And it's not about who else is out there, but what you just said, Bungard, is the fact it's like sometimes it's just better teams in you. And the best Brad can do is get the best out of this side. And every year he seems to, and they get knocked out. A lot of few it's been unfortunate. Last year they got knocked out by Penrith in week two. Yeah, Penrith were supposed to play week two. You know, like it happened because South beat them week one, and they got knocked out by the Premiers. But the thing that hasn't happened for Parrot the last few years, and I know it gets for some fans. I mean, a lot of them love the fact that they made the prelim, but it gets frustrating when your team keeps getting to this certain hurdle and failing. But the sometimes the teams that aren't the best in the comp win the comp because the teams above them trip over hurdles, you know, and, mm. you know, because not every year first and second win, do they? They don't. And not every year does the best team win the competition. But what's happened, unfortunately, for the Eels last year is that pretty much every time we've got to the finals, you know, the Panthers have been fully fit, for example, or they've run into the Storm and Roosters teams. And Parramatta have never been the best team in the competition over that period, but they have a team good enough to be premiers. It just happens to be they have a team now that is a, a, a alongside mm. that Storm side and then that Roosters side and now this Panthers side. And this and, Rabbitohs side. Yeah, but and the Rabbitohs made well the Rabbitohs are kind of in that same basket too, right? They they've lost five they've lost what they made five prelims and they haven't won a comp in that period. That is true. But, and obviously the Rabbitohs have changed coaches in that time, but mm. they didn't sack Seabol because of a losing, obviously. Wayne was a succession plan and they have Dimitri now. Like they didn't panic and punt the coach losing. They got rid of Madge and then went back to prelims. Yeah. Um, but that would have been a massive misstep. Like you just think about other sports, like, you know, go, go all the way back to the bloody sixties for Christ's sake. That there's a coach we we found him, whatever I can't remember his name, sixty percent winning record because he coached against the dragons. Oh yeah, Jack Fitzgerald is, wasn't it? Was that yeah. his name? Coached against the Dragons Dynasty. And it's like yeah. they didn't punt him, but you know, there's that or like Guys like Jerry West in the NBA lost eight straight finals till he won his first one because they were playing against that Boston team, right? And it, sometimes that happens, you know, and the, I don't know what else they could have expected from Bad Arthur and Para. And I think he shouldn't have had to save his job, but I think he might be a bit safer now than, mm. you know, for some reason he was a few weeks ago. And the team next year is going to be a challenge because there's not going to be Reed Martin. He's not going to be Isaiah Papali'i. But you look at that team across paper and who hasn't he got their best footy out of? It's true. You know, like, like Mitch Moses was a meme five years ago, you know, and obviously players are to buy in players of ownership of their own form as well. So I don't think Moses would say Arthur's done everything for him or anything, but you know, he's playing great footy now, you know, Dylan Brown is in career best form. Uh, you know, uh, Ryan Madison, when they got from the Eels, turned him into an, sorry, from the Tigers, turned him back into an origin player, Junior Barlow, when they signed him, even though I like the signing, most people laughed at the money they paid him, made him an yep. origin player. Regan Campbell Gillard, same thing because he's an origin player. You know, even guys like Tom Opacek, okay, first grader. Like he's getting a lot of guys to their ceiling level and his team to where 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 they're best. And unfortunately, sometimes your best isn't good enough. But it would have been really strange to let him go and somehow think it was going to work out better. Like I don't know. It's not even about who the other replacement is. It's such a low likelihood that you sack a guy who's got a team repeatedly getting themselves to the second week of the finals. And losing the way they have, as you said, Bungard, like losing to who they should have yeah. lost to anyway. It's so, be such a, there's no like, they, there's no, with someone better. There's no bad losses. Like maybe that Cowboys one now that I think about it in 2017. Yeah. I didn't look that up before we came on. But who cares? Maybe they should have won game, that. But like, who cares? And then, yeah, who, 20, was a, they, not, yeah, the Storm were winning and they did. Yeah, exactly. And then 19, 20, 21, it was, it was Souths in a really good game, uh, Storm and Penrith. It's like, 
you know, these things happen. We we fall into this trap all the time, and you're seeing it a lot now with especially fans of like the top four or five Premier League teams, right? They're so conditioned mm. to thinking that if you don't win, it's a failure. Mm. But like only one team gets to win at the end. And so like you've got Chelsea fans finishing third and wanting their coach sacked because that's a failure. And yeah. we're kind of in this, we, that sort of culture in American and European, mainly American, but is starting to seep in where we're looking at teams and players and going, oh, well, they didn't win the comp. They're, they're a fraud or they're a failure. And it's it's just yeah. not true. Like most teams, like, I'm sure the Tigers would kill for Parramatta's level of stability over the last five or six years. I mean, you throw out that weird 2018 year where they got the wooden spoon. Every other year, they've made the finals. They've had some solid wins against good teams. And they've just run into some tough opponents at the wrong times. And sometimes you lose those games. And you mentioned Souths are in the same boat. In the last 11 years... They've made eight prelims. They've only won one comp. You'd say that that's probably mathematically sort of unders. They should probably have maybe mm-hmm. another comp on the on that resume, but they don't. But that's not. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's a failure that this team that I support is in the second or third in the third week of the finals yeah. every year, every other year. It's it's we're we're so conditioned to thinking that if we don't win the whole thing, that it's just a waste of time, and that's not what this sport's about. It's not what and it was sports a, about. They just sacked him out of boredom. Yeah, <laughs> like we're being it's... like one of the better teams in the cold. That's all would happen. Like a lot of challenges the last year. He's been asked to, to, you know, make the team more consistent. They got more consistent. They got knocked for not beating the good teams. They started beating the good teams. Yeah, like now they made a prelim. I mentioned to people when um when people ask who do you want coach the Broncos next, you said and, all the time you, you know, said Brad Arthur before. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people say uh, think I'm crazy, think he's not good. It's like okay, and maybe he he leaves the eels, and maybe we find out there is other stuff holding it together. We don't know those things, though, do we? We never know that stuff from where we are. But it's like Nathan Brown leaked half of it to the press. So, well, that funny thing about that is that that wasn't about first grade, and that was quite, I know. And that's not it. That's and that's it. They played through that, and they turned up. They they ignored it, and that's a a a, a, gro- a show of growth at Para. He's mentioned himself, Brad, how in the past yeah. after a loss he would focus on it or he'd listen to too much outside noise. But that yeah. article by Fox is trying to derail their season for some reason. And it mentions later, and it has it's not about first grade, but that's not mentioned in the lead or the headline. And it wasn't about first grade. It was a report by Nathan Brown on their pathway system. It's got nothing to do with Brad Arthur. Nothing at all. And the the yeah, and you, he mentioned that in that press conference. He said when I was the rookie coach, I, I would have fallen for this stuff a, a little bit more. Yeah. But I'm older yeah. and wiser now, and good on him, and good on them. Like yeah. you know, this is a team we haven't seen in a prelim since 2009. So. Yeah, but Great it's kind of like, it reminds me. You're not saying he's the same level of coach. But, you know, Andy Reid rated rated twenty years. Yeah, it's a great example. NFL Super Bowl and and Andy Reid and not and it's not like he just hung around and got Mahomes. Obviously, getting Mahomes is part massive part of one of the Super Bowl. But he was like the NFC East champion. They won. The like, Eagles went to like six, six, in a row. six championship games. Yeah, yeah, and they and they and they lost all of them. Bar and they made one, one and they Super Bowl lost, and they lost. Yeah, and lost to the Patriots. To Patriots. Yeah, but also any I don't think any of those years I thought they should have won the Super Bowl. You know, it's like no, I don't think any of those years I went in thinking they were the best team. Mm. You know, it's it's not like it's the same thing with the, with the Eels. I do think they're good enough to make the grand final, and I, they'll put in my grand final in preseason. And mm. but in, there's never been a period here you think they're one the best team well, in the comp, dude. You know? That's and, that's goes back to what I was saying about Souths. It's the same thing. The only time that I've actually looked at our season and, and looked at it as a failure was 2013 when they got 14 nil dickheaded in a prelim against Manly, and I think probably yeah. would have beaten the Roosters the following week in the grand final. Um, every other year, it's just they just got beaten by a better team. Shit happens. Oh, Brisbane has a couple of failures when they've thrown literally thrown games away. They had one, so <laughs> a bit different. But oh, oh, yeah, oh, and, oh five and, for you guys is is an example. I mean, but I mean, I'm glad the Tigers won though. Two, that was two thousand eight cool. as well. The, yeah, back when oh, we yeah. had the ball, and also Lockyer getting hurt yeah. in yeah, um, 2011. 2011. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, the Eels in this game this were fantastic from kickoff. Like Dylan Brown was yeah. everywhere. How he had 321 run meters as a six is ridiculous. Like they yep. were, they were real good. Mitch Moses was special. The four pack turned up, and I'm not sure they can replicate it this week. Going up there, we've already mentioned the record, the heat, whatever. You know, they're seven from seven in North Queensland in finals, eighteen from twenty one all time in September up at North Queensland. I'm not sure they can do that, and if they do do that, I'm not sure they can go on and win the grand final. But I do think this win is important for a lot of the players in that group. And I know fans don't like being patient, but I do think winning that game. It's important for the mentality <laughs> of them going um, forward as a club because a lot yeah. of that, I know they're losing some players, but a lot of those players will still be there next year. I just pulled it up. Uh, Friday, 
Sunny, 30 degrees, 67% humidity in Townsville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I looked at it last one. The prediction was like and It's still going to be 26 at kickoff still and with 74% humidity. So. Yeah. And I don't like that they're going up on the day of the Eels. I was going to ask you about that because, yeah. More than I do. Yeah. Well, it's That's one of those things, man. Like, one of the things I used to like that um, Wayne Bennett used to do with the Broncos – and again, it might be wrong because that's an old mentality thing, but he used to take them out of Brisbane and if they're playing in Sydney, bring them down to Sydney and go to camp somewhere because once they leave Brisbane, they're out of the real media attention. There's no Brisbane journos around. There's less pressure on them. Take the pressure off and acclimatize a bit more because this time of year, like most of the year, you're not playing footy in spring. You're playing winter footy and the country's kind of similar. Uh, I, I, You know, maybe I'm wrong and they know better than me. Definitely, obviously the Eels do, but I would have thought they would have gone up earlier in the week and, you know, got a bit acclimatized rather than I think they're flying in and flying out on game day. So maybe that, yeah. that's also better for the pressure. None of the locals there. I don't know. But that's true. It's probably, it's a, it's a tough ask. It's a, and it's a tough ask to come back to Sydney and win the grand final the week after. Yeah. But, I um, mean, obviously I, as a South fan, I'm hoping that yeah. Parramatta win a slugfest on Friday night. That's my Shit. hopes. Obviously, but, uh, let's see. we should probably talk about the Raiders a little. Uh, yeah, piss poor. <laughs> like, just uh, I don't know. I, I know Ricky's always going to back his boys, but he's like, "Oh, I'm just proud that we got this far." I was like, mate, come on. You, you. There was that was atrocious. It, it was, was really uh, just like, poor from where they just didn't have any aggression at all. It was really weird. Like, Harper's um, ribs were hurt early, and it was like the team went. Yeah, his ribs went. The team went with him, and so yeah, just a really strange game from them. Like. You yeah. you can never the the thing that he always says about them is you can never fault their effort. Well, you kind of could in this one. I yeah, thought. and you know they had a really good season, and there's not a lot of guys that you'd finish the year disappointed. And I think that's why we disappointed enough as a Raiders fan is Nick Cottridge and Jordan Rapana. Um, I'm kind of personally, you know, over Nick Cottridge. He's only 23 years old, but like he just hasn't improved as a football player, and he's just not the the you know the yardage guy he was not the tackle breaker he was, and he still has those same mistakes in his game and silly decision-making. You know, it means nothing in the context of this game or anything like that. You know, at the end of the, when they they gave him the uh, early spread at one point, they're down by like 20. And instead of like cutting back infield, he goes out to the sideline, almost gets pushed over the sideline, and instead he kicks it dead. And it's like, you're still doing that, Nick. It's like you've played 150-odd games, 128 games. That you was know, very bad. Like, yeah, and um, it just feels like, Reminds me, they're not different types, but the similar, similar prototype, like like an Osako, a Coates, and a Cottridge. They're these physical specimens whose best football was when they were like 18, 19, and they just got worse every year from there. It reminds me so much of those types of players, and it's just there's just been no improvement in his game. And on the other side there, like, you know, and people can blame coaching as all, all, all they want to. It's always about that. But sometimes players have to have some ownership. And, you know, Cottridge has spent a lot of time at training with guys like Jordan Rapana, right? And Rapana might not be his best now, but Rapana is a winger out of a massive skill set and he hasn't learned anything. You know, it's like sometimes the ownership's on the player as well for their improvement. But Rapana's unfortunate. Obviously, Father Time's come knocking. And I just don't know if they got that wing switch right. I know they've done it for a few weeks, but Kocic seemed to be uncomfortable. And Rapana was caught infield narrow on the left all game. And yeah, those guys, a bit of disappointment to finish a season like that. But... Yeah, a lot of those Raiders boys had a really good season and they'll probably go into next year feeling like they kind of found a bit of an answer with Zach Wolford and, you know, the Tarpanay Papali front row rotation, Hudson Young. Like, they'll, they'll feel pretty confident going into next year. Tomoko looks like they've found the centre. Yeah, he's great. But um, I, I honestly be thinking about if I'd start Albert Hopawati over Cottridge. I know that sounds ridiculous to most people who are listening to this, but I thought Hopawati looked like every bit of first grader when he was playing this year. And it's been a while since I've been impressed by Nick Cottridge. Like... It's- for Since a dude that's a ma- like, days, yeah. like he he's made on yardage, man. Like everyone knows he feasted on that, whatever. He averaged 109 meters this year. Like I know it's not, not all about that, but yeah, just not good enough anymore. So yeah. I don't know. They love him yeah. down there, but I'd be looking at moving on personally. Uh, can we move on from this game? We can. All right, Saturday night. Um, yeah, look, a, a very comprehensive win, but I just came out of it thinking that. Especially in the first half, I didn't think South played that well. Both teams couldn't hold onto the ball, but yeah, this was kind of the result we all expected, right? Especially with those late outs for Cronulla. Um, we already thought their middle was probably one guy too 
one guy short and then losing Hunt just before the you know a couple of days before the game only accentuated that. Um, Cam uh, Cam Murray was outstanding. Campbell Graham was great. Um, Troll and Cody were good again. Uh, it's it's great. I mean, Troll got asked about today how basically all the focus is on him and it allows everybody else to do their jobs. And yeah, um, this is is about as comfortable as it gets. I mean, even yeah. when they got that intercept, it was kind of like, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, there's been a been a while the last you know ten or twelve weeks, and you know I've never been been on the Canola wagon all season. I thought they'd get knocked out easily, but you know for the last few weeks or similar, they kept winning these ugly games. And you'd, we'd look at our Sharks Discord mate, and he, they, every other week they'd be like, if we played any good team, if we played a good tennis, like, we would have lost, or if we played anyone else, we would have lost. You know, they kept saying that stuff. But you kind of think sometimes teams have those patches, hey, where they just keep getting the wins they need to get, and then they get to the finals and they switch back to being, you know, the solid team from earlier in the year. And, and last week's attack kind of looked like that. Defense was still mm-hmm. poor, but mate, they they were terrible. Like it, it's one of those games again. It's like, I'm not not sure how well South played because the Sharks were so bad. You know, their, <laughs> their backline movements were so slow and so transparent. Like I couldn't believe. I mean, yeah, they got a try from a kick and an intercept. I couldn't believe how poor they were. Like yeah, that first, and... I mean, South defended well, but like that first, I mean, after Nichols scored, Cronulla had about ten minutes camped on the South line, and never mm. really credibly looked like scoring. Looked like scoring. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand it. It's danger signs when Mark Nichols crashes over under the post and within three minutes. No matter what you think of Mark Nichols as a player, you know, a, a prop try on a, a basic hit and spin under the post is 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 not not good enough. And as you mentioned, the guys like turning up at the Raiders, like. There was an, Toby Rudolph and and Braden Hanuele and Dal Finucane as well. The physicality in the middle was just not there from them. They weren't ready for that contest. And then you mentioned their backline movements. Where was the off ball movement, mate? The Sharks yeah. have made their that you know that made they made their lunch based on that off ball movement and decent set plays in the opposition twenty. And it just feels like there's not like it, it felt like the right the Sharks sorry the Rabbitohs had their number. And it's happened a couple of times this year. Like even when the Broncos played them, it was similar. But they just didn't have enough options in their spreads. It was like, okay, this is it. It goes to Nico and then we do a cutout. And then we're going to do that, whatever. It didn't seem to matter that, you know, Campbell Graham had read it on one side or another side of the field. You had like Isaiah Tars had read it. They just still kept doing that kind of stuff, getting jammed. But they weren't running like Nicora and Graham and Wilton weren't running hard enough lines to draw attention. Yeah. And Hines and Moylan weren't playing enough of other options like i thought kennedy was poor as well but some yeah. of those times when graham was champ a gem running up why is like hines and more not running the ball or why they're not dribbling the ball in behind so now they're just doing the same set play i was troubled like really it was it, it's bad signs when the only two forwards i thought were as direct as they needed to be for them were for feeder and aiden tolman who were both retired who came on when the game was pretty much over as well yeah like makes no sense yeah um lucky miller was left out there on an island a few times as well and he didn't and Connor Tracy but... got a bath as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, the... like, yeah. that that was their third choice winger in a final. I know. You know I'm not. That's, I'm not. That's just, I don't have to go, but just saying it's like, just... I know. And it's just like, you know, again, if we knew this stuff a week ago, no one would have picked the Sharks. And, you know, but like by kickoff, they... South for like a dollar fifty, which, you know. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, mate, you know, if you t- if you heard, oh, well, the Sharks shut down the South's left edge, you'd, you'd think the Sharks would win. Hmm. That, no, they but, uh, uh I thought Rami and, and Ronaldo were the only two good Sharks players. Yeah, I man, I'd kill for Ronaldo to be on our right wing, honestly. The missing piece. But yeah, he was exceptional. You know what though? And tackle break Tane. He's had a couple of good games in a row now. He's doing yeah, right. if the other guy is another a reserve grader who is smaller than him. Okay. He's all right. was, was there a need for that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That's why he scored. Poor Lachlan Miller was like he just like reached out and put the ball down from Tane Mill. I was like, Jesus. Poor oh, ne- next you're going to tell me that Paul Momorowski defending on the wing is a reserve grader. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> was that who ended yeah. up on him after Tupo went off? I think it was, right? I think it was. And then, oh, yeah, because Hutchinson was on the other Hutchinson. side. Yeah. Yeah. No, Hutchinson but... went for that intercept on Tars. Speaking of Tars, is Tars good? He's all right. I, yeah. I, I don't mind Isaiah Tars. He's been around a long enough, long enough time. Um, obviously, getting better with the, the more run he gets, you know, mm. and a bit yeah, of confidence. Yeah, I'm not. Like obviously Tane could turn back into a pumpkin at any moment, but yeah. with Campbell Graham there, who again I think is just such an exceptional defensive player. 
and the rest of it's yeah. coming along nicely. Like he's he had like fifteen offloads in this game. Like he he's he, the attack's getting better and the defense remains incredibly good. Yeah. He's shored that up immensely on the right, as we both expected that he would when he came back. But yeah, Tane can just play well for two more weeks, and Tars is pretty solid on the other side. Like I'm not nearly as panicked about South's backline as I was a month or two yeah. ago. Yeah, but they haven't as haven't been that tested in that period either. Oh, though, no, just with how true. those last two games have gone, but it's yeah. I mean, this game was really about for mine. It was about though, like Cam Murray's performance in that in, the, in that start of the game. That you know, Tatola was fantastic as well, and we didn't have to worry about Tombo just coming on because like you just stomped them. But you know, Keon had really fast hands. But Cam Murray, like just how how the post game has become about somebody else, I don't know. But he was exceptional in this game. Went to the line. So he's much, again, as we all know, he's the halfback. He's the one who goes hard to the line and things happen outside him. But also, like, just before, when he scored that try just before half time, that was really the match, Sheila. I know they were up by 12, but they'd blown a lot, number of opportunities. You know, yes. two minutes earlier, pretty much, Fanukin had stopped Latrell scoring when Latrell really should have passed, but Latrell thought he was going to Latrell his way over. He was going to break four tackles. He didn't. It's fine. He got he got stopped by Fanukin. And then three or four minutes later, Fanukin gets stood up by Cam Murray to a level that makes you think did something go wrong with someone obstructed you know when someone yeah. goes that easily you're like what happened nothing he just stood them up and I uh, assumed was, it was, was Wade Graham from the way the tackle was missed I had to watch it back yeah, and realize it was Fanukin I was like oh Finucan. that's that's yeah. not right yeah it's not right and um you know it, it, I think some Sharks fans feel like it's a wasted season from them and but no, you know they overperformed all they overachieved all, all year and yeah I don't know it sucks going into straight sets but I don't think they were in the best four yeah. teams for a long time this year. Not since like you, round seven. <laughs> you'd love so. them to get another prop or two for next year. Yeah, we've spoken that a number of times too. Like, you yeah. know, Royce Hunt can't be the guy that it falls apart around. He's not good enough for that to be that. No. You know, and Hanson Toby did not have a good game in this game either. He did not. And and, and that's it. Hanson Toby has good games in him, but he doesn't have it week to week. And, and I guess uh, and Franklin Pelle hasn't game. really panned out the way they... He well, he's barely playing in reserve ground. I know. Man, so, yeah, it's crazy. Know, he's one of those guys you hear a lot about, but, you know, wait till I see it. And, you know, and, and Ken McKinnis had a pretty poor game for the quality of season he's had as well. Mm. They just, but they just couldn't get in the game. All the mistakes they were making. And in, in during the season when they were having these type of games, they defended their way out of it, but they just weren't yeah, in it. Not here. In like that, you know. And uh, Moylan <laughs> and Hines are pretty average too, but it's if if the forwards aren't going forward over the advantage on, if they're not playing straight, if they're getting no good decoy runners or support runners or nothing's happening around them, what are they going to do? They're going to look poor. And uh, they, they should have kicked better though, that's for sure. The kicking game was so bad. It's awful. Um, Ilias, good good runner, good defender. Not a good I'm runner. glad we can finally put the Adam Reynolds debate to bed. It's settled. So God, it's so dumb. I it? mean, look, okay. So I, I assume people know that I'm joking, but like on the off chance you don't. I mean, this is hilarious that it took me, you know, I think there was a Fox article this week that was like, why Souths were right about Lachlan Ilias. And then it took me 30 seconds to find a Fox headline from like two months ago saying why Fox were, uh, why Souths were wrong to keep Lachlan Ilias. And the same with like comments from like ex-players on a bunch of shows on every network, all this stuff. The entire discourse has just flipped on its head within like a month because it's so Brisbane dumb in general. Fell apart and Latrell Mitchell came back for the Rabbitohs. But that's, that's the thing, it. what you said there, mate. It's like, okay, let's let's be real. Lockwood and Lillian could be replaced by like 30 halfbacks right now, and the results will be the same. He's been okay. He's been solid at times and bad at times, and he's had some decent games, some good and no one will be happier than me if he comes out on Saturday and kicks a couple of 40 yeah, 20s but- and Forces some restarts and stuff, but, but if you I, if you just, if you guys lose now, does it now mean it's a bad signing? Yes, like it was it a bad does. decision. That's, That's exactly it how it like it, it seems like it's we, like yeah. we, we've we said for a whole time along there that Brisbane needed Reynolds more than South do now, which is yeah. true. That is and true. And South can win enough games; they back they can win games without Reynolds at seven. And it, but it was never about this season, even though they're getting no. it at this point. It's they didn't want to give Reynolds that extra thirty. Well, yeah, in Brisbane. This was meant to be him. not a rebuilding year, but a restructuring year. And instead, yeah, it's just. But, We've fallen backwards and, into a prelim somehow, but it's, it's crazy, dude. Because come Reynolds is Ilias because it's it's they're two separate things. Yeah, and it's not like again it, the only way that you can say that it's settled right now is if you think that currently in 2022 Lachlan Ilias is better than Adam Reynolds, and if you think that, 
please stop listening to our show. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> like, you have rocks in your head. Do you think the season would not have gone better with Adam Reynolds at South for like, South? If, like, if, if, rocks if, if Adam Reynolds was available on a two-week loan deal today, I think South would take that option. Yeah. And that might but be heartless, and it would yeah. obviously not happen. But still, Ilias is, you know, he's been good in what like, he's, he's had a very simplified role in that team. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. The games where they've looked to him to do more than that haven't gone great. The fact that there are some South fans trumpeting this like he's one of the best young halfbacks they've ever seen or that he could, that, he, that him at this age is better than Reynolds, which is definitely not true. Like, go back and watch those first couple of Adam Reynolds seasons. Somebody said that? Edition. Yeah, dude. There's I, I submitted it myself for he's, rookie takes. I'll find the screenshot right now. I mean, obviously 22. This will be, in, this will be in, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm aware. This will be in tomorrow's episode, but yeah, there was a Facebook comment on like the post after the game from the club. Um, shit, I posted it. Where is it? Oh yeah, um, uh, this is great radio. Um, mm. Ilias could go down as the best seven in Rabbits history soon. South soon. fans said that, and then a hundred well, South fans liked it. Well, so, you see, in in his debut season, Reynolds also made a prelim final. So. Yes. Yes, he did. And uh, actually, great point, Mitchell, because he got injured five minutes into that game and it's why there we lost. So... Yeah, it is. So, well, if you guys, uh, if you win this prelim, or well, Ilias lasts more than five minutes, Ilias yeah. is therefore confirmed the better player. That is exactly how it works. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny, mate. Again, you start realizing how little people actually consume of the footy that's being played in front of them. Like, they can see tries as well, but it's like, do you understand, like, half the time Ilias gets a ball, it's only in a okay bit of space because... Cam Murray's gone to the line or Cook's done something and he's a link in the chain, but he's never in, in all their structures. He's never the guy throwing the key pass. He never goes to the line himself and it's fine. They've symbolized, sim, simpl- sorry, they've simplified his role, which is mm. fine. He's doing his role, but people just can't go. He's, he's average. You know what? It has he... to be his, he's now great. Like, I'm, I, come on. Like there's, if you actually watch footy and think you wouldn't sub him for 10 full halfbacks with the comp, you, you, got, you got rocks in your head. Yeah, you like looking at it. You probably have to go back to like Ben Hornby on that Dragons team to the last time a team won a comp with a halfback in that mold. And I know Ben Hornby is obviously a lot more accomplished player than Nilius was, but it was the fact that he was just kind of there to defend, distribute the ball a little bit, do a little bit of kicking, but the playmaking was all done by Jamie Souths with the boot and Darius Boyd with his hands. That's how that Dragons team worked. And that's Souths with Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. It's the same thing. And there's nothing it wrong is. with that. There's nothing wrong with it at all. He's but doing his role. Exactly. And it's working at the moment. And, you know, it might all go to shit this week. And that's all right. This is fine. This is this yeah. season's already exceeded yeah. most people's expectations. And we've seen the and we've seen the kicking game, you know, come up short when it when they've needed it many a time. And it's just fu- it's just weird, mate. His moment like he had some good tackles when he did he did. He's had some good defensive games. He also had some poor ones, but it's just really funny. You said, mate, the moment they won. It wasn't even about the actual superstars in the team anymore. Like Latrell didn't have didn't have to do anything in this game, so he didn't really. He had great kick. He's kicked like nineteen goals in a row after being the worst kicker in the comp for twenty weeks. Very funny, which is classic Latrell. But uh, like instead of being like, oh my god, how good was Cam Murray? Or even though they love Cam Murray, right? Or yeah. Campbell Graham's. It was just about instantly Ilias the seven. They got it right. But also when they got it wrong, it was as you said, it was like a South team. Didn't have without, without Cam Murray for bits, Campbell Graham for a long stretch, yeah. Latrell for yeah. a long stretch. It's like, yeah, yeah, well, it was doesn't make sense. Know, same um, thing forever. And, and again, people keep forgetting that, that he wasn't their first choice, <laughs> like, he just happened. Like, they signed. I will say, people. having it wasn't some strategic play, decision of doing that. Having watched them both play this year, I think he is better than Anthony Milford. I'm still not sure. But, Anthony Milford plays <laughs> that nice team, put at least that nice team. Yeah, he goes, okay, mate. yeah, fair point, fair point. But um, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think Milford's uh, good anymore either. So, um, Jai yeah. Arrow is fine. Salivavili is not playing, which is a bit of a loss for the bench. He's been great in his limited minutes this year. I think he's fifty-fifty for the grand final, and mm. AJ's likely to play. That's a big loss if he doesn't play. I know you like taking the piss out of him, but the downgrade is AJ likely though. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon he's not likely. I reckon they're just saying he's likely. Okay, he's um. It, regardless, the downgrade to Jackson Paulo is quite significant. So, you know, how I reckon Given he's not that he... likely because Josh Mantle's in the twenty-one. <laughs> no, nah, they've, they've done that. They've done that a bunch of times. They've and named Kenna and Mansour both in the twenty-three, like multiple times this year. Um, no, but the last couple weeks haven't. They haven't have they? Mantle was like in Bali on, on Instagram like a week ago. <laughs> mm, okay, 
Um, yeah. I would be tempted to play Richie Kennard over Paulo. Given that, that what happened happen. against was, Penrith yeah. last time. Is Paulo's not even in the name. Oh, he's not in the not 23? The 20- oh, there we go. So there you go. Well, that's Richie why Kennard. Mansour's in the 23. It's because Paulo's gone completely. So there you yeah, go. There Mystery solved. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I mean... I'm not sure the change yet, but now you start looking at the bench, though. Now you've lost severely as well. Not great. Should we be moving on to previewing, I guess? I mean, we've heard anything about the Sharks. Uh, we'll move on to talking about that game. I mean, well, we, yeah, look. Your love I affair's mean, over. That, that lasted 23 not, rounds. No, 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 no. It, it'll be back next year. I'll make some more bets with stupid people and win some more beers. We'll, we'll work something mm. out. But no, I enjoyed watching this year. They had some ups, had some downs. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they can take a lot of good things out of this. I think Nico Hines showed a lot of good flashes as a halfback. He wasn't as good as some people carried on about, but... No, he wasn't. I mean, I think he, I think he went better than some people thought he would. I think Pablo thought he was going to go to the Cronulla and just flop. He didn't do that. And Matt Moylan's playing as good as he's played maybe ever. Well, that's just so funny that's thing. Good. Matt Moylan has weirdly had no credit in that. Like, it's all gone yeah. to Nico Hines. Moylan's had a cracking season, and he I has. don't like saying that, but he has. He's been really good, you know. And I... Not as I good as, big... as Hines, but like Moylan's in his 30, 31, and people thought he was finished. He had a great I was year. a big um, Will Kennedy fan, but he hasn't had a great year. But maybe if Kay Dykes yeah. is that guy next year, then they can improve. So we'll I mean, Miller was all right at fullback, too. He's that's true. on the wing, not his spot. But yeah, there's obviously some positives, and maybe if Talakai after, he's had carried like that ankle injury and shoulder injury all year now maybe after he has that address he'll look a bit more like the first seven rounds of the season Talakai mm. maybe but they'll also have Sierra Katoa back next year and that's they kind of lost some of that special stuff in their back line once they started losing those guys so and you know yeah. have to move Mortalo to the right hand side you know damage their left hand side you know whatever and Wade Graham's future isn't certain yet but you think my Shark fans are ready for him to move on and yeah, hopefully he does because honestly, you know, he, the, the quality he's playing at, mate, it only ends up tarnishing that, that player's legacy reputation more the more they play. I agree, and you know, Teague Wilton, I think, can be an eighty-minute back rower for them. So, well, I also think he his performance has really gone yeah. down. With That's true. The, la- the minutes, with him mate, coming like, back, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like he was great when, at the start of the year before Graham came back. He was, and when Graham first came back, he was still playing, you know, fifty-ish minutes, mm. but his form did start to dip. And he was really poor on the weekend, but I just think it's that secondary role hasn't really suited him. No, and I think that he had done enough to like keep his spot when Wade Graham came back. And I think maybe perhaps, I don't know, mentally that that yeah, got to him a little bit. Who knows? But um, yeah, uh, he's one, he's got, he's a guy that they should be excited about for the future. Um, I don't know who else they've got, they've got coming through, but there's, they've got, Good. They've got real a really good base still. I think that they're, they're they've they've just got to find one or two more forwards. I think in the yeah, middle. Well, it's that the right. same worry I had about them in preseason. I still there's not enough great players there. You know, that's a fair. lot of really good ones. Anyway, yeah. I'm still angry at the internet loser that made us lose Ronaldo from playing Origin though. Still angry. That's at him. Like, <laughs> that's fair. All right, that guy. Um, that guy's box office, and we don't get to watch him on the highest stage bar playing for the Kiwis. Yeah, what a nerd. Um. <laughs> all right. Friday night, Townsville. Um. Parramatta traveling up there to play the Cowboys. Uh, what was your stat again? To get the Cowboys. They've played seventy-seven seven games seven. up there. In no, seven from seven. I, yeah, eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Finals. Eighteen from twenty-one in September in general up there. And uh, first prelim though. First time prelim. There you go. Which you think strange considering they've been had some good years, but yeah, the first time they're hosting a prelim up there and uh. You know, we all talk about teams bounce back, but they were like what, like fourteenth, fifteenth, fifteenth into this year. So, yeah, a lot of Cowboys fans would be pretty goddamn excited because even optimistic ones are going to this year, hoping it'll be like, oh, we'll come eleventh or twelfth and build. But they've gone up. They won that game, being you know only in the last thirty odd seconds or so against the uh, the Sharks. Now I get to host a Parramatta team at home in maybe thirty degrees heat with their full strength lineup. They'll be feeling pretty good. Yeah, they've been great. Um, that backline reshuffle has just been a masterstroke from Todd Payton from day one. It's just all worked to treat. Val Holmes is, I mean, I think he was sifting that RLP 18 day. I think he should have been one of the two centers of the year. Drinkwater's been awesome. Dearden has just been the guy you thought he was going to be, which is nice for you. Um, it's just all going well for them. They've got no major health concerns. They've got, you know, Parramatta's coming up there with a lot of, I think, emotional baggage that the Cowboys simply don't have. And 
I know it's weird to say that they don't have any pressure on them because they're the team that's at home and they won in week one and they came third on the ladder, but they don't really have any pressure on them. I don't think, as you said, their last three seasons before this one were disasters and they're pretty much playing with house money. And I think they're probably going to win. Yeah. I mean, it's just a tough ass for para that they're playing and that going up there, the atmosphere would be insane. They might have bloody scaffolding up the back as well. Get more people in there. They're supposed to the extra rest. It's a real tough ass of power to go up there and win, but you know the Cowboys' defense has not been the standard it was early in the year. Like they were, they were a team built on their defense. So I think if you're Parramatta, you're hoping to go up there and you know go do what they usually do, mate. Start the game playing really hard to the middle, offload and keep their wit. And that was the impressive part of their win over the Raiders, I guess, is that when they're beating them up the middle, offloading, but they still had their everyone kept their wit. So when they spread the ball, they really, they went around them. And I think that same kind of thing they could hope to do up in North Queensland, but gee, that, that hate, you know, <laughs> the rest, it's hard to see Parramatta going up there and overcoming those factors on top of also overcoming the Cowboys actually being good. And, and let's not forget, they, I know it was a long time ago now, but they played up in Darwin in like April, mm. I think. And it was like 35 to four or something like that. The Cowboys absolutely belted them. So. Well, they haven't played up in North North Queensland much recently, though, so it was a head-to-head matchup. I think it's the Cowboys won eight of the last ten that played each other up there, too, just in general, yeah. like up in the heat. And, you know, we did think, I wondered how much the poor green did would impact their season. It looks like they've shaken off from that quite well, which, you know, is impressive from them to to move on, considering how, how Shadow looked the week after it. But it does feel like, you know, that the roof, the roof will be shaking there. They'll be getting pumped up all week by the locals, and they've got. A, it's not a team that, in my in my opinion, will crack under that pressure. Like Talmolo's no. been there and done that. You know, you've got Chad Townsend, and we know that about him. Similar. I don't think Scott Rankwater has any fears for some reason. He should defense, for example, but a lot of guys there who've, who've been around long enough and experience. And then you know you have got your sprinkling of young fellas who are playing their first big game, like Jeremiah Nanai, for example. But he was fine in Origin, you know, under those lights. So. I don't think they'll have any guys who who don't 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 show up on the day that uh yeah it's they're obviously beatable for the for, by the Eels, but it does feel like the the Cowboys are probably playing in the grand final the next week, and I'm not sure if that's the the one people want down there because I think Panera Pan probably have the best chance of beating say a Penrith, but you know you don't get yeah, what you want always do they won't be playing Penrith so it doesn't matter yeah or if it's um, if it's the, if South get through I do the last thing I want is a South Eels grand final sixty nil or something. I would be okay with that. Yes, you would. Um, but yeah, uh, completely agree. Um, there's just mm. they're chock full of big game players. Tamalolo, Val Holmes, Val has been you know amazing in multiple mm. state of origin games. Um, Chad's a winner. Mm. They're just yeah. They're, I just think they're a better team. And what Parramatta do well uh, yeah. with their forwards through the middle, I think the Cowboys will have them covered. They'll do it. They'll be at least good enough to make it an even battle, I think, if not win it themselves. And on the back of that, I just think the Cowboys backline is better. Yeah. Well I do I do I am Tom check Wheelie is a big out and I will wait and see what happens there. Have out. they named him? Yeah. They have named him. Yeah. So he's a big out just because the the, yeah, the had issues the all year. I mean well I guess Bailey Simonson comes in and Wanga Blake goes into well, the centers. They surely wouldn't, comes into the centers. They surely wouldn't move Dylan Brown to center and Yakabatha to six again. Nah, they surely nah, wouldn't do that again. No. Nah. Uh, you would, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just sort of see how the um the Sevo felt matchup goes, just because yeah. you know we know felt can be up and down, and Sevo's a real physical player. Well, there's another. They've also been trying short dropouts. At, like the Eels love a short dropout at the moment. They like playing at the Sevo. I don't know. I'm just, just in that contest, and um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm too worried about the one-on-one matchups out wide or similar. Like they both have quality players, and like Penasini's got better as the year going on. Wanga Blake's a defensive weakness, but you've still got to get at him right. He lines up against that Scott Drinkwater. Cut out pass, but you know, against, against Murray Tolangi, but we'll, we'll see if they can get out there anyway. But it's really just one of those games, mate, with how both these teams have changed their footy the last few months. It's really going to be about that forwards bash and barge, you know, the possession and field position game, and then we'll see who wins from there. And I do think, yeah. that, you know, that the, the, even though the good year from Chad and Dearden's there, I do think the Eels have the halves advantage. Moses' kicking game is, is up there with anyone's in the comp, but yeah, it's going to, it's going to be a tough one, mate. Like, I think the odd the bookies have got it right, dollar seventy for the Cowboys. Yeah, it seems alright to me. Um I think win, but... no, yeah. Um mm. there's just so much that they have in their favor, the home venue, the week off, mm-hmm. they're fitter. 
They've got no real mental hang-ups in the way that sort of Parramatta do with their fan base expecting so much, mm-hmm. given it's been so long since they won anything. Um, with everything going in their favour, I, I like the Cowboys to win this game. I'm going to say by eight, but we'll see. Yeah. The Cowboys, I'm just mainly worried that the Cowboys form line hasn't been that good and the defence hasn't been what it was. Like, I know they beat the Panthers in round 25, like that game yeah. they did. But uh, like they've they have let, leaked some points in, in some in some games the last few weeks. You know, like they the East the Roosters put thirty two on them, South put twenty on South them. South should have beaten uh, them by a lot more than they did. Yeah, and I know it's a long time ago now, but the Tigers also should have beaten them up there that twenty six point true. game. People and, forget. And last week they were they did really well to stay composed and stay in that game against the Sharks. But the Sharks scored pretty much every time they crossed the twenty. Yeah, and they could have easily lost so, that. Game. Yeah, so I am, I am worried about the Cowboys in that regard. That the the Eels have got a bit slicker, slicker in their offense, and that left edge of the Eels can score points. So I do think that it's going to be a close one. But I just think the Cowboys will get home on that that last, you know, the classic Cowboys win. Tamal that comes back on the other team's fatigue. There, it might be they might be down six or you know or level, and the heat, the humidity, and Tamalola gets them, gets them over the line. That's what I think will happen. Yeah. All right, Saturday, Stadium Australia, yeah. Grand God, Old Club, thirty-seven, Penrith. I'm insulted. Dollar thirty-seven is insultingly short. Every every time they play, bar the Dubbo incident, it's a close game. Um, I I I'm I'm not sure. Obviously, they deserve to be favourites, but South being more than three bucks is crazy to me. Obviously, I'm biased. What do you think? Mm. Oh, I think that's crazy as well. But uh, but there's obviously those outs of playing people's minds and also how good Penrith are. Mm. Penrith are good. I agree. Yeah, They're not unbeatable. <laughs> we know that. They're not. They beat them in the finals they, last year. They are the strangest team, though. Like, you know, in every team's, if you split, like, their their averages between wins and losses, you know, it's just what you expect. Every team that when they win, they average more meters, you know, when they lose, mm. they average less meters. When they win, they average less errors, you know, generally it all lines up like that. But Penrith, like the only team in the comp that when they win or lose, if you split those two columns right and took the result away, people wouldn't know which one was the win or the loss. Cause like they average the same like meters, the completion, everything in wins or losses. Cause it's just, they're just so good at turning up and doing their job every week. And for them to lose like this year, most of their losses have been when they've, missing players except for the game against Parramatta. Every other loss have been when they've had players out. And even with players out, like they've had managed to beat South 22-26 in uh what was it round 23? They they had um the you know that was the Liam Martin game where they had Sean O'Sullivan salmon in the halves. So it's hard hard to bet against them. But I don't think they're as unbeatable as a dollar thirty seven suggests. Yeah. So um and as you, as you said you beat them in the finals last year. It's true. Obviously not the one that was the most important, but that game was really mm-hmm. close as well. I mean, that game was mm-hmm. an intercept and a misconversion. So um, it's interesting though, like uh, over the last five games where they've played each other, Souths have more line breaks, fewer missed tackles, um, mm. uh, and Penrith have way more inside 20 possessions. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just it's Souths, make a lot more, Souths make a lot more errors. Yeah, and that's the thing that Penrith are really good at is not making those mistakes. Yeah. And and obviously, Sounds had points with that. Have issues with that? Oh, mate. Well, if it's not simple though, right? It's like sometimes when you're not scoring and there's scoreboard pressure, teams make mistakes, and Penrith mm. are pretty good at not doing that. Yeah, you know, like it's um, people like that game three weeks ago. I know people go, oh, well, it's a disaster. They couldn't win a team, like win against them. They didn't have Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, but. I mean, that was, in my opinion, Sean O'Sullivan's best game. He's still not as good as Nathan Cleary, but he played really well that day. And Souths had eight line breaks in that game. They should have won. They absolutely pissed that game away. And if Jackson Paul hadn't had one of the all-time Barneys, they would have won that game and won it easily. So I think people have short memories in that regard. He won't be playing. But also that game wouldn't have mattered to people if you won either, though. That didn't really matter because it was against their, you know, no Cleary or Yeah, no, I understand all that. But I'm just saying that, like... I don't think this is going to be as one-sided as a lot of people do. Um, oh, I think obviously be a close they deserve game. to be favourites. Yeah, but I th- and ask me again if if AJ is not playing because that does change things. I know people like to take the piss yeah. out of him, but that is a big out if he's not playing. The the, the um, weird thing as well though is like how good you guys are at a core. I think you've won like seventeen of your last twenty games there or something. But yeah. two of the losses are Penrith. <laughs> no loss yeah. is the Brisbane Broncos, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, good for you. 
But like, no, when, like, we, he does, when was the other loss to Penrith there? Like ages ago, mate, because COVID years. Yeah. Oh, right. Because I was going to say, like, we lost to them in Penrith this year. We lost to them in Dubbo the year before that. When did we lose yeah. to them in, was it like 2019? Or... Oh, the the, the prelim the prelim in 2020. 2020, yeah. Yeah, like, so, right. Yes. Like, okay. like, all those venues stuff doesn't really count much anymore because of the COVID years. I guess. But, you know, it's just yeah, funny but... that they're so good. You're so good there. that Souths never lose there, pretty much. You never lose there, but it was like the Panthers, one of those teams that have done it to you, obviously, mm. but they are a quality team anyway, but I do think it's going to be a really good contest. And um, I mean, obviously everyone knows Penrith have the advantages. They don't have to say that, but it doesn't mean it's not winnable for South. And we've seen in the last couple of weeks, I think one thing that really impressed me with South as well the last few weeks is just how good shape and finals ready all their players seem to be. But they seem to be in such good physical condition this time of year. And they found, they had a knack of doing that over the last couple of years. Like, you know, so many of their guys are playing their best footy again when, when it matters. And, uh, you know, like Totola is one of those guys. Colin Matangi, like halfway through the year, he couldn't get a mention as like, you know, the sixth back role for Origin. Mm. And he's been so good the last few weeks. But yeah, yeah I, I do if think I'm... there's a, obviously big outs. If Alex Johnson's out, like, and it's not, it's not even about purely betting. It's the fact that he's replaced by Richie Kenner. Yes, makes it a huge. Um, I will, huge yeah. I mean, I will add that if Totoro had been suspended for that chicken wing, then we, I would give us next to no chance because we've already don't have Tom Burgess. Yeah, but I mean, thankfully he only got yeah. a fine. He got his so, grade one, grade two would have missed the, the final. It's weird, right? Because there's no logical reason to think we're going to win, and I'm not going to sit here and act like it's going to happen. But there's just so many things that I've watched against Penrith in all these games, all these close games. That's just couple of moments in each of these games that could, including the one we won by the way a couple of moments in these games are what swing them and we just need things mm. to go well for one game it doesn't we don't need to be perfect we just need to have a couple of big moments go our way and well, I know the, that's the funny thing is that they're done. playing Charlie Stangs on the right <laughs> which would be great but, if you had the, the full left well, set left hand that's side crazy going. to me by the way that they would move because the game we beat them in didn't Brian Tyler play on the left wing and Campbell Graham I think did a really good job of shutting him down uh, I mean, that's just more like finals. Like, Toro is just, I know he's been back to the right wing and he's played left in the past. I think they're trying to do something for, for Staines' comfort. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'd, I'd personally probably rather just keep Toro on the right, keep that going. And then I'm happy week, that like, they're you know, doing Taylor Mad come and, back. But yeah, I mean, if that's I'm, what happens. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird, right? It's, this is the weirdest I've felt going into one of these prelims over the last five years because you had 2018 where I just thought the Roosters were better than us and would beat us. At 2019, the Canberra thing, that was a bit weird, but what are you going to do? At 2020, mm-hmm. again, we were not the better team against... We, we were not the better... We were, Penrith, we were playing with house money in 2020. 21, I expected us to smash Manly, and we did. Um, This is a weird one, because this was this season was supposed to end like last week at best case. This season was supposed to end with us finishing sixth and guess getting beaten in the first or second week of the finals, and it just hasn't happened. And not only have they won both those finals games, they won them both I think extremely impressively. They've been dominant against a team that most people were picking as their team you don't want to play in the finals, who were better than their ladder position suggests in the Roosters, and the team that did actually finish second in the Sharks. And they didn't just beat them. They they blew both of those teams off the park. And yeah. they're not going to blow Penrith off the park. I understand that. But they don't need to. They just need to be a little bit better with the ball in hand. And that's easier said than done. But there's a path to beating these guys. They did it in the finals last year and they did it without Latrell Mitchell. And this is my other point is that I understand that Adam Reynolds isn't there. Right. And that's obviously mm-hmm. a big, that's, that's huge. No, I'm not trying to denigrate. I, game, I know yeah. we joke about it. I love Adam Reynolds always will. And it was an incredibly important part of this team for a long time. But if you treat this, like I, I, I just humor me on this. Do you, I, I would say that Blake Taff and Lachlan Ilias are probably similar levels of talent player wise. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last year, Souths go into this game with three world-class spine players and a replacement player at fullback. This year, they go into this game with three world-class spine players and a replacement player at halfback. It's the same number of world-class players. It's just whether or not the influence of Latrell Mitchell with his running and his passing is going to be more felt than the influence that Adam Reynolds had with his kicking. And you know what, dude? Adam Reynolds did not really play well in any of these Penrith games. He was never a guy mm-hmm. that you looked at and went, oh, geez, he's had a blinder. And in fact, there's at least one last year's oh, grand final. The fact is and... he got less important in his role. He got less important in his role. Yeah. That's a fact. 
Yes, and you know the only two things I vividly remember from Adam Reynolds in the finals in those in these Penrith games is the twenty twenty game where he didn't step he stepped on the forty meter line trying to kick that forty twenty, and last year when he missed a kick from the sideline to tie the game. So mm. I don't know, maybe Latrell Mitchell comes in and he headspace wise he seems as he seems as switched on as I've ever seen him in his career, and that's a dude who doesn't lose finals games. He's lost one finals game in his in in his career, so. That's yeah, a dude those, that's, that's a bit. Of, like, I like that stat, right? But it's also a bit coincidental. Yeah, it's seven and one. You can't sniff at that. And, and the, isn't it eight and one now? Eight and one now. Right? Maybe. Either yeah, way, but it's, it's also lot. like it's if, like if you, if you and, miss games, like which is which is which is true. Like that, you're obviously going to not have the losses. That yeah. Happened. Well, yes. Okay. But I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. But they. 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 I mean, it's like they would have. He would. He would have probably another three or four wins under his belt, as well, and maybe a well, premiership well, I mean, if he plays last. I mean, year. so. Like well, twenty twenty, uh, he missed the finals with you guys as well, obviously, and um, yeah, so he didn't finals play the final. Yes, it's his first final with South two, yeah. two years ago. I know, but, yeah, but yeah, obviously that's he played on the back to back. This is a guy that's built for big moments, and he I get hasn't been the... played on the back to back Roosters team. It's a, you know, yeah, and he fucking won them the grand final against the Raiders. He set up the winning try. So did he? Did he win them the grand final? Well, he set up the winning try. So I would say he had they were a ahead anyway. Ah, shut up! I'm doing, I'm doing <laughs> yeah. something here. He, <laughs> I know you are. He has positively influenced every big game that he has ever played in. Yes, Latrell Mitchell has games off. Yes, Latrell Mitchell has weeks where he doesn't look interested, like that Sharks game a few weeks ago. But you never come out of an Origin or a Finals game that he's played in and knock on that guy mattered tonight. And he hasn't. I don't think he's been the best player on the field in either of their wins against the Roosters or the Sharks so far this final season. But he's done really important things in both those games. He's done really good things in both of those games. And he threw an intercept to Ronaldo Matai. But other than that, mm. he's been great. And he just needs to be great for two more weeks. Because while he's playing well, Cody Walker's also rediscovered his form in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And Damian Cook has as well. And then there's Cam Murray. You throw all that into the mix. And I'm not saying they will upset them, but you, they could upset them. So yeah, for those playing at home, if you get a player and ignore the things he does wrong, <laughs> he does right. They could, anything can happen. <laughs> I mentioned you the, the times the troll turns the ball over. You said if you move past that, if you yeah, ignore those things, semantics. It's fine. It's semantics. But both. Yeah, no, my point is that he's done more good than bad in every big game he's played in, every single one. And I'm not fact checking that. But um, no, you don't. Like, no. But if it feels but like it's right to you, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the vibe of the thing. And that's the whole thing. This team is now running off vibes. And the vibes have not been better, I think, in a very long time. They're basically full fit, full health, bar Havili and maybe Johnston. And they'll definitely, if they win this week, get Johnston back for the grand final and they'll maybe get Havili back. They've full strength. They're everyone seems happy. It just seems good. It seems like they're mentally in a really good place collectively as a team. And they're playing with house money, as I said the Cowboys were. These guys really are. This was supposed to be a re- restructuring year, sort of a year of change. And instead, they're right back where they were 12 months ago and a fantastic chance to get revenge. South will win this game by two points. And uh, speaking of full finals records, Dylan Lambwood, six of his last seven won at, as a, as a, in the finals. You're a real piece of work. Yeah, it's, uh, it, his career though he has got you know he's only got uh was I think he's seven of out of nine so he's just one one just a little bit worse than the troll two losses but, so twice as bad there you go yeah, yeah. there you go but he's, he didn't he didn't play that um loss against South last year in Tano um, Mill never lost the finals game he might be I don't know, I don't know <laughs> who played fullback in that loss against you guys oh uh, Crichton did that's it yeah oh, he Edwards wasn't very was good hurt. yeah yeah was Crichton it. was very bad in that game that yeah, um, game did kind of make me appreciate. Um, Dylan Edwards a bit more. Um, Tyler yeah, undefeated think... in finals, by the way. There you go. Has yeah. he played any? Big. Well, I mean, the well, two he's played he the tries two, in the last yeah, two yeah. weeks. Yeah, but before this year, he played any? No, he had not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do think Lachlan Lachlan is also undefeated in finals. Is it is a big change for Penrith because I, I like, I know if they lost Fisher Harris or Yo or similar, it's big. But there's other things they've been able to cover pretty well. But I really don't like the Stangs matchup or. You know, generally his talents as a player that much. So I think that is big. But yeah, I'm obviously sticking with Penrith with the kicking game, their forward dominance, and just how good they are at doing the, the you know, everything your coach wants you to do in rugby league. And South have shown they can really hang with them because yeah, it's true. Penrith don't have a lethal attack in the other twenty. They don't. They get there all the time, but they're they're not scoring at the same clip like a Roosters were or South are or the Sharks even were. 
but I just I do think that the kicking game is huge. If 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 you've lost Johnston, like Cleary's bombs everywhere, all over. And I think they've stopped. One thing they've changed a bit this year. They've stopped caring so much about where the bombs land more than putting up giant ones. Mm. I just think that's a, a bit of a difference maker for them. We'll see what happens. You see how Souths approach that. It, yeah, it will be. And um, you know, and one thing we do know that the, the guys get the troll for his game. We'll see if they do it. But if you kick behind him, make him turn, make those big runs, he hates doing it. And that's sort of, if I'm penned to do that early and see what happens. But yeah, I do think Souths are a much better chance than many are giving them. Like they've done, they've beaten, most of these guys have been these games. They've beaten these teams before. And the guys you mentioned, Cook, Cook, Murray, Walker, Luttrell, you know, Totola, Kolomotangi, Jairo, they they cover over a lot of the cracks that are created by an Ilias or a Tane Milne. I'd, I'd be, my main concern would be just the, the makeup of that bench come game day. Like, I don't I don't know if you're really comfortable going in with a Sele, Cheekham, Cartwright bench. And I know that Penrith's bench mm. hasn't been that special all year, but they also have that middle that, you know, Fisher-Harris and Isaiah Yo. Uh, I don't know. They're on something. I don't know what it is on life. Yeah. But, you know, they play their giant minutes every week and they've been, been fantastic. It'll be a real test, by the way, of the, if we find out Lachlan Lewis really is the world's best defensive half, <laughs> according to someone else now, when he's got kick out running him too. So we'll see that. But well, yeah, I yeah. obviously am picking Penrith, just, but I think it'd be like a one score margin. Yeah. I mean, you look at the forward packs and I think the way both of the, like, I do think that they're pretty evenly matched. Like, oh, yeah, right. Moses Leota's probably a little bit better than Mark Nichols, and Totola's great, but he's no James Fisher-Harris. But then it's Keon and Jairo, Kikau, Martin, and then Yo and Murray, I think, cancel each other out. I think, and then both Cook and Coruscant are sensational. So, you know, there's there's a world where Souths can get on top in the middle and just win this game. It's not yeah, likely, I'm, but it's not no, impossible I'm, I'm, I mean, I think like team, gangs that Penrith lose, they still generally don't lose the middle. So That's you should not even worry about that. It's 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 a you've got to stay yourself you know, complete at a higher rate to stay with Penrith in your in yardage. Who cares about errors when you're up the other end of the field? But you know, don't make mistakes early in sets. Got to stay in the in the yardage battle, and then that really good goal line day because they're going to be on your goal line. They're good at they they will generally win yardage. They're going to be down your end, but it's like, and as South have frustrated in the past, if you keep defending that line on, on on repeat, on repeat sets, the mistakes will come then. Like Luai will, you know, try something that wasn't on, or you'll have a kick out offload that he's forced that'll fall to someone it shouldn't go to. And, you know, the South have shown the last couple of weeks to have been a hang, hang in defensively, which hasn't been there all year. So I think that's where the, the South have their best chance. Cause like, there's going to be periods there. Like Pendleful, they do it every game, mate. They blow someone to the park for 20 minutes. It's just, can you hang in that 20 minutes? Is what matters. Hope so. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. I can't wait for the discourse yeah. when we lose about how all our players are actually frauds and stuff. And it's like, well, well that's how every, someone has to lose. Exactly. Someone has to works. lose. And that's, they're all frauds when you lose. That's true. It's a tough way to find out, find out, mate. Like you know, unfortunately, the Raiders had a great season, but they're all frauds, and the Sharks yep, are all yeah. frauds. All of them. And uh, even though the Rabbitohs are seventh and overachieved where they're finished, and overachieved, people thought of them, they're also frauds if they lose this game, mate. That's true. Yeah, look, it's just exciting, isn't it? You live for these, you live for these games, as a fan, don't you? Yeah, you do. Prelims, grand finals, all that nonsense. I don't know. It's just win, boys. It's just win. <laughs> Be nice. Uh, NRLW finals are on Sunday. Uh, how about my dumbass prediction of the Eels will win one game and make the finals? Coming true. Look there at me. you go. Yep. And the, oh, um, God, the Broncos are bad in that game. But, yeah, uh, they were awful. Uh, I think we're running out of time, but yeah, Roosters yeah. Eels. Um, <laughs> I, I, I much I want Parrot to win. I think the Roosters are too good for them. They'll cruise that, I reckon. Even with like a bunch of game. players not playing last week, they still carved up the yeah. Titans. So. Yep, and the uh, the Knights Dragons game, like the Knights obviously dominated them last week, and I've been big on the Knights for this being the final all season. But you know, I don't know if that's as predetermined as many would think. You know, so I do think the Knights will win, but I think that'll be a pretty good contest. The I fact is up in up in Brisbane, there's no one's got a home ground advantage at least. So dumb. <laughs> Just have it done. like I understand they wanted to put it on before the or after the PM's eleven. I don't know how they're doing that, but PM's thirteen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's like just mm-hmm. have this at Leichhardt, and you probably get like five to eight thousand people there. Yeah, it's um, it is on before you said the PMs, the PMs thirteen play, uh, like what the women's is like five thirty. This should be a bigger, like this should be a bigger 
scandal than people are. No one's talked about how bullshit this is, but it is it's garbage. Got four fucking Sydney teams. Like, what are you doing? Th- three Sydney teams. Just shut up. You know what I mean? Three and a half Sydney teams. <laughs> two two um, and a half Sydney teams. The Dragons is. Oh, uh, you are just. You've got little... some Sydney teams. Fact check Freddie over here today. <laughs> but you have no Queensland teams. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Um. Yeah. yeah, they should just be doing this doubleheader at Leichhardt. I'd go. Yeah, I won't be going to Suncorp. Yeah. Well, hopefully, this women's game keeps growing and, we, and people keep turning up to it, and uh, we we get that in, setting up its own two legs. We'll have more next year anyway. More games. Mm. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, Knights Roosters grand final for me. Um, before we go, a quick thank you to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service. They are. Bronco from birth, Chris Avenel, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chewbacca's Nuffleupagus, Dan Cullinan, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace Felix Farnworth, James K. Jason. Jez, you're in the top 10, just below the guy who rage quit the Discord and sent me abusive DMs. Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, kicks us out of the comp, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, my arms, they go a flip flop, flip flop, flip, never trendy, party keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Respound, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilt Score, Seymour Butts, Shunter, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Stone Gossard, Ty, TV, the Black Vegetable, the Not So Mature Age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. These names are getting more abstract every week. They are. I like it. Me too. Okay. Anything else? Corey Oates resigned. That's cool. Yeah, for a year. Nothing else. Mm. I'm good. Wish he signed with us. Can we have him until like <laughs> the end of this season? No. Oh, I'd like that. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And we will be back tomorrow. It's goodbye from me.